Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I am Paris. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited for today's interview. I love this woman so much. She is one of the funniest person I've ever met in my life. No one makes me laugh, smile, have the best time. She has the biggest heart. She's beautiful inside and out. She's just like a ledge and an icon. She's an actress. She's a comedian. She's a singer. She's a writer, she's an author, she's a philanthropist, she's an advocate, she's a boss, and she's a queen. Tiffany Haddish. Hey, she ready. Welcome, sis. What up, mama? It's so good to be here. I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) And I love your dogs. They love you. (laughs) Oh my God, she looks so cute next to you. We have a little crypto, she's got her haircut. and she's feeling fancy today. Mm -hmm. You feeling fancy? She literally (laughs) is like a different dog now. Her hair was like, so puffy it was like this giant ball uh-huh. and then i was like i want her to be a teddy bear and now she like walked in and was so proud with the hair you yeah, could tell like, she, kn- look she knew look at me <laughs> my dog's like that too i have a like a little maltese yorkie mix and when her hair is all grown out i feel like she has a bad attitude mm-hmm. and then when i get her hair cut she's like what up hey i'm cute today check me out look Look, and she prances, <gasps> wags her booty. Like, she don't even, she normally just wags her tail, but when she get her hair cut, booty be mm-hmm. moving and everything. Like, look at me, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're the same. I'm, I'm, me too. I'm the same way. <laughs> Dogs are like the owner, I feel like. They are. They are. Like, they pick up your personality mm-hmm. traits. I heard that certain, or, or every pet you have, like dogs especially, are supposed to be with you. Like, it's something, like, in the cause, I don't know what you'd call it, but, like, supposedly like spiritually like they come for like a reason like a specific person i feel like my last dog came just to pee all over my furniture (laughs) (laughs) just to make my house smell like a nursing home i think (laughs) that's what she came for and then she she ran out into the street and got hit by a car she got hit by a car i'm hurt by that (laughs) but then i'm like well she wasn't the smartest dog 
And, and I learned <laughs> I learned to love, even if you're not smart. I love you anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you have any pets that you felt come, came to you for a better reason? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Sleeper. That's the one that's which I've had her for 15 years now. And she's the sweetest, kindest. I think she came to me to protect me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dreamer, that's my dog that passed away last year. She was with me for 14 years. And I believe she came to me to just let me know who has the STDs. <laughs> what, would yeah. she, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, she let me know who has STDs. She let me know what dudes to deal with and what dudes not to deal with. What mm-hmm. would she do? She would like, okay, so if the dude came in the house, she would walk up to him immediately, greet them. She smiled. Like, she's a blue nose pit bull, so she got this big old smile. And then she instantly smelled their genitals. <laughs> Smell the genital area. Uh, Smell their butt. And then she would come over to me, and she would sit. And if she sat and just sat there and just, like, kind of smiled, it's all good. But if she sat there and she started sneezing, I'm like, oh, he's sick. What? And I would I would say something. I would be like, when the last time you got a checkup? When's the last time you went to the doctor? And they would be like, what, what, what? And I'm like, look, uh, if we going to go, you definitely got to go to the doctor. And they would go and they would be having like, they would have stuff. Oh, my God. Like, the, she knew? She knew. She could smell it. She's an yes. STD sniffing dog. You still have her? She died. She oh. passed away. She passed away. She um she had oh. cancer. And she passed away. For 14 years, she lived. For a pit bull, that is that's a long. long life. That's good. Oh, that's mm. the worst. I was hurt, girl. You should. Mm. I think I talked to you. I think I saw you like a month later, and I was trying to be happy. But everywhere I was looking, I was like, I miss my dreamer. <laughs> All my animals are named after something that deals with rest. Yeah. Because that's what I want. More rest. I feel so you. dreamer, sleeper, slumber. Yep. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got a cat from a job that I did. And that cat, her name is Cat Tonic. And we moved to a new house. And yeah, she decided to be for the streets. She no longer want to live with me. But she see me. She come by and visit me. But she don't want to live with me no more because she for the streets now. And I got another cat. And his name is a boy cat. It's my first male animal in a long time. And his name is Sleepy Black Man. Because he all black. And um, he got out the house last night. I was walking around the neighborhood this morning. Come on. Sleepy black man. Sleepy black man. My neighbors were very confused. <laughs> they were very confused. They was like, why is she walking around screaming sleepy black man? Um, and then some of them came out and asked me why am I doing that? And I was like, I can't find my cat. And I showed them a picture. Now they are every, the whole neighborhood looking for sleepy black man. And- so hopefully by the time I get home, sleepy black man be found. Oh, my God. Well... But he probably a cat, so he probably just hanging down the tree watching me walk around, calling for him, laughing at me. <laughs> yeah. I have a cat named Cutesy, and she gets out all the time, too. And it's up here, there's so many coyotes, so I get so scared. Right. Now, there's no coyote. There's There are coyotes in the hood. Like, I live in South Central, and there are coyotes occasionally. They don't come down often, but when they do, then I know there's no food up in the mountains. And uh, there's not even big mountains over there. You know, it's like Ladera Heights. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not that high of a mountain, but we do occasionally get coyotes. That sounds like I'm looking for a boyfriend, don't it? But I'm yeah. Not. But you got to speak into existence, whatever it is you want. Do you have a boyfriend? I have associates. That's hot. I can't even look you in the eye because I don't want to lie to you. You do? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say like you were in love or something. No, not yet. I'm waiting. I want to be. I want to be in love, but no, I got, I, I date, I have friends. 
that's good. Yeah. It's hard in this town. It's very hard. It's, it was hard before fame and it's hard after. It's harder, I feel like, it's after. It's way harder after because you can't have like a, you know, we're not before fame, I could have some, you know, whole moments. I can't have no whole moments now. Because men love to gossip. Yeah. Back in the day, they would gossip and nobody knew who they was talking about. Now they gossip. They, yeah, they'd be like, man, you don't really know her, man. You ain't, Show me a picture of you and her together. And they don't have none. So. Yes. <laughs> I know. I, I'm so happy I finally found someone I could trust because in this town, especially if you're in this business, everyone's like out to get something or they want to use you or they just want the clout or they just want to, I don't know, just do so many up things or sell stories about you. Yeah. It's just like... People are crazy. It's so yeah. annoying. I just want to let men get that close. So this one guy I've been hanging out with, he's like, why every time I come over here, you always uh, have me in the guest room? Why Why can't go in your room? I want to go in your room. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You haven't earned main room privileges. <laughs> he's like, so we just got to hook up in the guest room? I was like, yeah, you're a guest. <laughs> you're not living here. You don't get main room privileges. You don't. When you pay a mortgage, mm -hmm. then you can have some main room privilege. He was like, how much is the mortgage? I told him how much the mortgage was. He was like, yeah, I'm cool with being in the guest room. <laughs> I'll be right here in the guest room. Do you need me to walk the dog for you? Do you need me to uh, change the kitty litter? I can do something around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever have guys who just, like, try to move in, and they're just like... Oh, my gosh. I, w I was hooking up with this barber once. So this is, like, pre-fame. So hooking up with this barber. He was so cute to me. And I would hang out at his barbershop or whatever. But I never, like, in his barbershop, I had an upstairs area. I never went up there. And he would come to my house and, like, make gumbo. And we'd, like, cook all these meals. We had, like, little get-togethers and stuff. He would always take showers at my house. Like, as soon as he gets to my house, he'd jump in the shower. And I'd be like, dang, what's wrong with him? Like, what? I'm like, why you got to always jump in the shower as soon as you get to my house? He's like, well, you know, it's hot outside. It's this. And I'm like, it's raining. It ain't hot outside. He's like, I just want to just, I really like your water pressure. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm going to spend the night at your house. I'm going to spend the night at your house. And so then um, he's like, nah, we cool here. I was like, no, nah, I want to see where you sleep. Where do you sleep when you're not sleeping at my house? Oh. And he took me to the barbershop. And I was like, wait, you live in the barbershop? He was like, yeah, upstairs. So we go upstairs and there's like a bed there. And I was like, well, where's your like shower? Where's your bathroom and all that? He was like, oh, I wash up in the in the shampoo bowl. I was everything? like, wait, you wash everything in the shampoo bowl? <laughs> <laughs> So you take whole baths, and then you come out of my place. <laughs> what is it, nineteen twenty-five? <laughs> you washing in a bowl? <laughs> and well, at least you got a toilet. At least you got a toilet. And um, yeah, and then I slowly faded away because <laughs> uh, I didn't ghost him, but I definitely slowly disappeared. Like, and he'd be like, "Yeah, hey, can I come over to the house? I'm gonna spend the night." I'm like, "Oh man, nah, I'm out of town. I'm out of town. I was definitely in town." <laughs> I just go over to my auntie's house. You know, I'm out of town. I'm out of town. And just go over to my family member's house. Like, mm-mm. I can't have no grown man. He was like, he said he owned the barbershop. But then it turns out he didn't own the barbershop. He was renting the shop. Oh, I thought he was. He didn't even have a license to be a barber. Find out. Like, yeah, I found out. I had, I had went ahead and did some private investigation stuff because I had learned that from a previous relationship, how to do background checks. Are you a detective? I am. Me too. I am. Mm -hmm. Do you know, is he like that? Yeah, me too. Oh my God. Not I, anymore, because I don't have to worry. But yeah. before, I was like psychotic about things. Like mm -hmm. I would need it to be in the phone. I need to do this. And then I realized like before Carter, I'm like, if I'm going to 
be around someone like that and think like that. I don't even want that in my life. Right. So I still like, I don't know. And with Carter, he's just so trustworthy. He would never do it. But with other people, like I'm so happy I did it because I saved so, uh, so much time so I would have wasted. time. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my goodness. You saved your heart. Yes. You saved your heart so you can really love. Exactly. Yeah. Because my goodness, I give, I feel like I'll be giving too much of my heart. But with this new background check thing I do mm-hmm. um, for the last few years, it's been working out pretty good. You know, I ask a guy, hey, you ever been to jail? They're like, no, nah, I ain't never been to jail. I'm a good guy. Oh, okay. Well, well, <clears throat> well what happened in uh, 2003? You tell me your first and last name and you tell me when your birthday was. Also, you lied about what year you was born. But that's okay. I found out. I talked to your mama. You talked to my mama? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got her number. She's one of your associates, people that might know you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did the whole background. <laughs> mm. How do you do it? Um, I, I found some ways online. Mm-hmm. Yourself. It's, so you're Yeah, yeah. Di- I don't want to promote them because they're not paying me. Okay. The different websites, you know, it costs me $33 a month. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should give me $33 a month if I'm pay- if I'm going to talk about it. I really think it should be $30,000 a month. But it is what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to advertise them. But, you know, there's ways online okay. to find out what you need to find out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Public record, it helps. You can see their name on birth certificates and all that. Loves it. <laughs> Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have any other, like, crazy spy stories? I mean, I have some crazy spy stories. I have to think about it. I got to dig into my mind frame. What's one of your favorites? (laughs) One of my favorites? (laughs) One of my favorites is, it wasn't somebody I was spying on in particular, not for me, but for my homegirl. Mm -hmm. She was dating this guy, and she really liked him. He was the ticket man, and she really wanted to be with him. But I told her, like, girl, you just... Something that do like he's not trying to be in no he's not trying to be serious and yeah. she didn't believe me and then she's like let's follow him he's supposed to be over here uh, uh, bowling let's go over there so this is when I had my little raggedy Geo Metro and it sounded like a lawnmower and we was trying to follow him and so we following him but my car was slow his car was fast and my car sounded like a lawnmower she's like don't get too close to him because we don't need um, him knowing that it's you here's everybody know you drive this raggedy car so it's like following like four or five cars behind, finally catch up to him. He's at a bowling alley. We pull into the thing. I was like, should we go into the bowling alley? She's like, no, no, no. She's like, no, let's just duck down. So we ducking down. We staring out the side window, watching him. He hugging these girls. She was like, we should get out. I should I get out the car? I was like, yeah, get out the car. Get out the car. She's like, no, no, no. We're going to follow him to the next location. <laughs> so we try to follow him to the next location. But they was going uphill in my car. <laughs> I'm making up the hill. <laughs> And Misha was dead at that point. But at that point, you know, we had already seen him with another girl. So I was like, hey, I told you, he not mm-hmm. into you. So that was a crazy situation right there. Mm-hmm. I love spying. You know what else? Okay, so I used to hang out with this one girl that was super into like uh, the universe mm-hmm. and, to, you know, the stones and all that stuff. The and the stones, like the rose quartz and the amethyst. Crystals. The crystals. <laughs> and she was like, Tiffany, you know you can astral project. You can astral project into people's dreams. You can follow them. Your soul can see them. Like, you can astral project. And she taught me how to do it. And I did it. And I think I even talked about this. I know I talked about it on stage, but I did it. And I, now I was married at the time, and I saw all this stuff. And I thought, like, man, my imagination is really off the chain. This couldn't be real. Uh-huh. And then when I got home, I asked my husband a few questions at that time. And he said, yeah, all that happened. And I was like, oh, I got superpowers. In your dream, you went so into I his dream or I into his past? I wasn't dreaming. I went into where he was. At this point? Like during the day. So I was on the other side of the country doing some comedy shows. My friend had told me about this technique. And to put a video up off of YouTube and then you listen to the video and you like lay down on the couch or whatever. Uh-huh. And you kind of like meditate where you want to be. And then you go. And I felt like I felt. I could feel my body like go somewhere. I don't know if I went to sleep and just dreamed it or if I went there, but I saw him at some places and I saw him with some peoples, particularly a female. And then I asked him about it and he said, did all that happen? Oh my God. that's so. And I was like, am I psychic? He asked me if I knew the girl, if the girl told me about it, but I didn't know her. Wow. That's cool. I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, too. you got to get. I was like, ooh, we got to get some soul lock on there. Get your soul lock because uh, my soul tracked his soul. That's like really cool. I mm-hmm. feel like I've done that in people's dreams. Yeah. And then we'll like meet somewhere that seems so fun and so cool. It's so weird. Like it happens a lot, actually. 
Yeah, I and know. I, I feel peer. like I'm there. Yeah, like Is you're it, right like, there with them. It's so strange. Like when I go to sleep at night, I'll dream about somebody and be like, yo, and we'll have like this whole experience. And then I'll call them and be like, yo, I had a dream about you last night. They're like, hey, yeah. I had a dream about you last night. I'm like, wait, were we at the dinner? And they're like, yeah, I was at the dinner. I'm like, yo, I was in your dream. You was in my dream. We must have met in the fifth dimension. Yeah, or it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Or we both smoke too much weed. <laughs> One or the other. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to Google that after this because I want to learn how to do the thing that you said and I think I'm already doing it and I want to see if that's actually real. Yeah, they say kids they say kids do it all the time um, and it's easier when you're younger because you don't uh, like dismiss Yeah, you're not so jaded. On. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll send you the video on everything. Yeah, send right. me the right one. Do. I will send you because I still be using it. I think I still be, I be saying things. You let's, know? let's meet somewhere in a dream. Places. <laughs> let's meet tonight let's meet yes. in the Maldives tonight yes okay I'm doing I'm it. it I'm with it yes okay yeah, I'm wearing a pink bathing suit okay, I'm wearing a, a neon pink like hat and like flamingo shoes okay I'll see you please have on some clothes too I don't, don't okay. want to see you naked I don't want to see you naked no just the hat and the shoes <laughs> alright cool it's a dream yes <laughs> Oh yeah, in case anyone's wondering why we're not talking about all the amazing projects and sick things that she's doing and is because we're in the midst of the SAG after and WGA strikes. Well, it's not that we're not it's not that we're not allowed. It's that it's frowned upon because we want to make it clear. Okay? Yeah. We're making it clear that you need us in order to do what you do, studios, in order to create the things that you create, studios. You need the actors and you need the writers. You need the person that's going to be able to tell the story, to write the story down, and you need the person that's going to be able to show the story, mm-hmm. right? You got your directors, but who your director's going to direct if you ain't got no actors? And no. What's, what are they directing if you don't got no writers? You know? Reruns? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's amazing that everybody's coming together and supporting this because without everyone, like we're not going to have all of our favorite shows and movies right. and everything. And some people like to say, like uh, one of my friends is like, what y'all dripping off of? Y'all you actors, y'all making all this money, y'all popping. Why are you even doing this? Like y'all make more money than the average person. Why are you doing this? It's like, first of all, the average actor is making less than minimum wage. I was that average actor for a long, long time. I remember one of my first gigs, um, it still shows on TV and now it's streaming. And I got a check about five months ago for one cent. That It cost them more money to print that check up, put it in an envelope and mail it to me. And it cost me more money to drive to the bank and try to cash it. Four years ago, I got a check from another project I did. It was for like two or three cents. And I thought it would be funny to walk into the bank and cash it. Do you know that they told me that check bounced? They didn't have no. a three cents and they got, well, you mean they ain't got the three cents? Oh yeah, the account don't even work. So they sent me a check for three cents to something that don't even exist no more. That's insane. Do you know how much the gas was? To get to that thing, this is before I had an electric vehicle. Oh. Lord that's insane. It's sad. It's sad. And it cost them so much money to send that to me. And they shouldn't have even sent it to me. But I still got the check. I should post it. I should post all these little bitty checks. I kept them all because it, to me, it was like a sign of respect. Like, and I just feel like if you're making money off of my talent, right? And as long as you're making money off of my talent, 
I should be making money off my talent too. Yeah. And you know that. You that's how you get down. Like you're yeah. not finna just be using me and using me and use me and don't bring nothing to the table. You can't use me up. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta eat too. If you eating, I should eat. If your family having a nice house, I should have a base, something nice, something. So, and there's so many actors that do small parts, day player parts, you know, and they sign that contract and they work that one day and they get paid this amount of money for that day. But every time that it comes on air, there's supposed to be some compensation. And once it starts going to streaming, they can't try. They, well, they could, but they want, they say they can't, but they can. Because how are you going to tell are? me this is the number like- one movie on this on this streaming service or this is the number one TV show or this is the thing everybody's watching. How are you able to tell me that? But you can't tell me how many views there are. You can tell me how many views there are and you can compensate me accordingly. Even if it is two cents. (laughs) It's so insane. Yeah, and I don't know why they don't direct deposit. Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. But that's just a small bit of the major issue. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I like that you speak about it. If it's streaming on a network, you're probably getting something. If it's streaming on a streaming service, you should be compensated for that. Mm -hmm. That was time of your life. That was an experience you had that was using your face, your image. And if they're advertising anything, if they're getting subscribers and all that, you should be compensated for that. And I don't care how much money you already got. You should be compensated. They're using your image. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Let's look into that. <laughs> Somebody in uh, logistics, get to it. <laughs> Business yes. affairs, hop on it. Please. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you were born and raised in L.A. Huh? Mm-hmm. You were born and raised in L.A. in South Central. What are your earliest memories of being there? My earliest memories, my earliest fondest memories is the playground across the street from my mama house. Um, that was a school and watching the other kids play and wanting to go play with them and trying to cross the street and realizing that cars are dangerous and you can't just walk across streets. Um, playing in a waiting pool in the front yard. Um playing with my neighbors. Uh, I used to love hanging out in an avocado tree. We had an avocado tree in the backyard. So I used to hang out in that avocado tree and eat avocados. And I would walk down to my grandma's house and she had a plum tree and we would just hang out in the plum tree and eat plums all day. I'm going to tell you right now, I was the, uh, I had the best moving bowels in all of South Central because if you eat plums, all day in the tree. Guess what you're going to be at all night? You're going to be on the toilet all night. That's where you're going to be. Yes, My stomach was flat, flat. That's hot. I had to fly the abs. <laughs> I had abs as a little girl. Why? Because I ate plums all day in the tree. I didn't even eat regular food. I just wanted to eat the plums and the avocados. And yeah, I had a very flat stomach. Loves that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be my new uh, workout plan. As soon as my plum tree get big enough to hold me, I'm going to climb up in it and just eat the plums <laughs> out the tree all summer. I love Plumbing plums. It. I haven't had one since I was little, but now I want one. Oh, my you goodness. You talked about it. Okay, so my next harvest, which won't be till harvest. next. Yeah, yeah, I got plum trees. I oh, plum trees you have yet. them still. I still uh, so I got my own <laughs> plum trees mm-hmm. because when I pass, I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to be buried at the plum tree and everybody who ever loved me, I want them to eat a fruit from that tree a year later. Cause the plums always come out in the summer and the summertime is the best time. So yeah. Nice. And I want to be inside of them for 24 hours and then pass out of them and see what it do in the ocean. It won't be me, me. It'll be my vitamins, nutrients and stuff. It'll mostly be nitrogen. Cause that's, that's I think it's nitrogen. Yeah. When you, uh, yeah, it's nitrogen when you, the ashes, I don't what? know. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Plant stuff. I'm heavy I'm in I'm learning it. so much from you. <laughs> I'm heavy in the plants and stuff. I want to do that here. Like build a little. Like a like garden? Yeah. I have like this sick area that has like those things that are like made for gardens, but I just don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I can show you. Okay, perfect. I'll come out. I'll bring some of my seeds. I'll even bring some of my seedlings and show you how to do it. And like, you don't have to put a whole lot of time. You could have your sprinkler system set up. And I know how to do that too. I know how to set up a whole sprinkling system and they water themselves and you just come out like two, three times a week. If there's weeds, pull the weeds, talk to the plants. I love talking to the plants. It makes it so good. I got to bring you some honey. I got bees I love honey. You have bees? I got bees, girl. I bees in the trap with the honey. Mm. What? You're like simple life vibes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) but it's complicated life, but it's simple. It's simply complicated. (laughs) That's what it is. It's simply complicated. 
Oh, that's so fun. I got to show you the bees. You got to come. I'm going to bring you to the hood. Yeah, We'll bring security for you, but I don't think you're going to need it. No. Nah, I, nah. I, I got the whole block on lock. I love it. Yes. Okay, so when you were only nine years old, your mom got in a car crash, which changed everything for your whole family. Can you tell our listeners what happened? So basically, um, we moved. So... My mom got married to this man and she had kids by him and he moved us from L.A. to Pomona and then from Pomona to Colton, which is like far. And my mom worked the graveyard shift at the U.S. Post Office in Marina Del Rey. So she would leave. We would have to leave the house like once we got out of school, do our homework and stuff. And then she'd be like, OK, everybody get in the car and we would drive all the way to L.A. and she would drop me off. And me and my brothers and sisters off at my grandma's house. And then she would continue on to work at the post office. And she would work all night and then pick us up in the morning, like five in the morning, six in the morning. And then we drive all the way back to Colton and I would go to school. And that was like the routine. And one particular day, I was just like, mama, let me babysit. Like, let me just babysit. I know how to make hot dogs. I know how to make, you know, I know how to cook all the stuff. I know how to make babies bottles. Like my little sister, she was not even one. She was like nine months. And, um, and my little, I had a little sister, little brother at that time. And, and she was like, Oh, okay. I'm running late. So she left. And then she said, if I call the house before she left, she said, if I call the house, the phone's going to ring twice. And then I'm going to hang up. And I'm going to call back and ask me, answer the phone. Otherwise, do not answer the phone. Three days go by, no call, no nothing. He didn't come home. Nobody's coming home. So then... And you're alone with everyone. And I'm alone with my, at that point in time, two sisters and one brother at that point. And I call my grandma and ask her if she's seen my mom. And she goes, no, she never came over. I'm like, well, she hasn't come home in three days. She's like, well, you guys are by yourself. I'm like, yeah, we by ourselves. <laughs> Then I was like, we've low on food. We're running out of food. There's barely any more hot dogs. We got rice, though. I'm making rice. I'm making, like, you know, the top ramen and stuff. So I feel very proud of myself because I could cook, um, which I had been doing for a long time. But I'm not, like, you know, gourmet meals. It's yeah. Whatever stuff. But, um, and my grandma called around, called around. And then nobody knew where my mom was. She didn't show up to work. And then she called um, my stepdad's family member. And they said she's at the hospital what hospital she was at and that she had a car accident. She's like, what? Nobody, why didn't nobody tell me? Then, then my grandma says, look, your mom's in the hospital. I'm going to go check on her and then I'm going to come check on y'all. The next thing I know, my stepdad's there and he's like, comes in, gets like paperwork and stuff and he's out. He's like, I'll be back. And he's out. Oh, and he left some, he did bring some In-N-Out Burger though. And I still to this day love In-N-Out Burger. Anyways. <laughs> and if In-N-Out Burger wants to pay me to talk about how much I love them. No, anyways. So, <laughs> You love it too, right? Love it. Double, double animal style, so extra long. pickle protein style. Anyways, um, yeah, so cut to, she had, she her head went through the windshield. She had to learn how to walk, talk, mm. eat, everything all over again. And I remember the day that she came out of the hospital, the doctor was like, you know, you're going to have to be a big girl. Yeah, everything, you're going to have to help your mom a lot. You're going to have to be a big girl and help your mama. Are you okay with that? I was like, yeah, I'm definitely okay with that. I love my mommy. Like, anything my mommy taught me, I'm going to teach my mommy. Like, you know, and I did everything. Anything that I could do, I did it. And I tried my best to, like, take care of my sisters and brothers, to take care of her. It was um, not easy. It's very hard. I could not read, really. I just, I knew what, like, 
the way my brain works is like I knew what the word looked like. I knew what words look like, and I would assume that's what it is. It, I know what McDonald's looked like. I know what Burger King looked like. Like mm-hmm. things that were marketed to me and shown to me constantly. I knew those words. I know my name. I know what that looks like. I know like with certain things. Um, and so it was really difficult because we ended up getting food stamps. We ended up like on welfare and all this stuff. And I knew how to count money, though. I knew how to count. You can't do it. And I still know how to count. I don't know. I might can't read that good, but I can count like it ain't nobody business. And so I would get the groceries. And, um, and I remember being like always being my mama's cheerleader and telling her, you can do it, mama. You could drive. You could do this. You could do that. Like, and when we had to leave from Colton, we were getting evicted because couldn't pay the rent no more. We survived. Um, and, you know, by the time I was 12, I guess I wasn't the best mom. I wasn't the best at it, right? And my mom, uh, by the end, she tried to get back with my stepdad and ended up getting pregnant with my baby brother and gave birth to him. And and her mental her mental health was not good. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but if your head go through a windshield, you're not going to be the same yeah. always. And, um, and she wasn't. And and I was, I used to think that a demon had got inside her body and like, took over my mama's body because she got so violent and so mean. And, and I was just always trying to figure out ways to make her laugh, like in, to, in order not to get hit. Because she used to be really good with her words. But once you have an accident like that, it's very hard to communicate. And she would get frustrated and like punch me and hit me and all this stuff. And I was okay with it because I loved her. Like she is my mommy. Like yeah. you're the first person I ever loved. Um I don't know if I loved her as much as I love my grandma, <laughs> but she was my first love, right? She's my everything. Um, and you say like earliest memories. I Sometimes I can remember, like when I think about her, I remember like being like, she would be breastfeeding me. I think that's the gayest I ever been. And she, um, and she, she would be, see, I try to crack crying to feel better. I try to feel better. I try to feel better. But like I, re- I can remember her feeding me and me looking up at her and like just holding her cheek or like playing in her hair and her smiling at me and staring at me and me staring back at her. Like us falling in love with each other. You remember like, that? I can remember yeah. that. When I think about her, like I'm thinking about her now, like my little heart opens up and I can remember just loving her. So she was my, she was my love. And then, like, then my grandma, I remember my grandma always smiling. My grandma smiles like the best smile in the world. And, uh, when me and my mom would get into it, my grandma would be like, you leave her alone. And grandma was like, my hero, come rescue me. <laughs> and her smile was the best smile. And she would hold me and hum. Like, I miss my grandma so much. That was my, like, that's my best friend. She's basically my first best friend. And, my and I think too. sometimes I love her more than I love my mama, you know? Yeah. How about you? I love my mom so much, but my grandmother passed away when she was 63 and she, we were so close. Like I lived with her for a year mm-hmm. when I was sent away. My parents sent me to Palm Springs for ninth grade and I lived with her and she was just like a force of nature. She was just so inspiring to me. And like, I learned so much of everything. And I, I felt like she was like my second mom. Right. Yeah, I was wishing, I used to be asking my grandma, why you gotta be my grandma? Why you can't be my real mama? <laughs> like, you don't hit me like she hit me. You love me. Like, and she was like, your mama love you too. That's just how she, this is how she's keeping you strong. Did you get spankings? For my parents? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Or from anybody that was an authority over you? Did you get spankings and whoopings? It's okay now. It's, it's no, past statute of limitations. All my parents mm-hmm. at Provo Canyon School and all those schools that I got sent to, yes. Yeah. They would like spank you, strangle you, hit you, abuse, sexually abuse. Like, Ugh. those people are sick. Yeah. That's like being in the system. No, that's being, you are yeah, in the system. It was. You were in the system. That's like being in foster like care. 70% of the kids were either foster care or in the system or mm-hmm. from just the mental health wards, children mm-hmm. with disabilities, just everything. A lot. When I read your book, I was like, boo to the hooin. Because, I mean, we've had conversations and and we don't get too deep into it, but I can, I get it and I connect with you immediately because I know I know because I stayed in group homes and stuff because by the time I was 12 but that was it foster care moving around from house to house strangers group situations trying to figure out how to fit in how do I how do I maneuver in this world like and so I like Hollywood is easy yeah this is so, so prepared nothing for people like oh it's dangerous I'm like you have no idea what danger is Literally. this is nothing you're supposed to be somewhere where you're being protected and these people are taking advantage of their power and doing the most terrible things to a child I'm like do they do why don't they do do they do mental exams I know you got to take like mental tests to be in the FBI right yeah. you got to have a certain mental capacity and stuff to be in the FBI I think Okay, that's cute, FBI and all that. But you should have some, some. there should be severe mental examinations and tests going mm-hmm. and challenges and all kind of stuff that are constantly happening every year for these teachers, for these administrators, mm-hmm. for these social workers, so uh, the, the freaking uh, people that run the group homes, that, these organizations that are supposed to be protecting you and teaching you and mentoring. Like, there should be some severe background situation mm-hmm. checks on them because that's where the damage is happening. Yeah. yeah that's where just, I really feel like, like it's so true. I mean, it's the, it's, I hate to say it, but it's the motherfucker in the suit I'm looking at that I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to do something. Yeah. The person that's supposed to be the, the superhero to, I got your back. That's probably the person that's going to be the one that do something really bad as opposed to the suspect as opposed to the one that's wearing the flashy colors and the weird and they got weird stuff on and their booty cheeks hanging out they don't do background checks like there's it really attracts like pedophiles and sick people who want to have that super power sick super sick yeah it's the one in the suit watch the one in the suit mm-hmm. and of course they'll be like oh these kids are troubled they're this like they're lying and it's like the perfect storm for someone because they're going to get away with it oh my god i remember this one lady she wanted to keep she wanted to keep this kid on drugs, on the medication. Mm-hmm. The kid didn't need the medication. Kids like, I'm not depressed. I'm not this. I'm not all, all these things you keep telling them. That's not mm-hmm. who I am. We were teenagers and it was because they get more money. Yep. If you are on medication, the mm-hmm. foster parents or whatever, the, that lady was a coordinator. We were in this group. Of, they get more money. If you're on meds, if they have to administer medication to you, they get make more money. Yep. So they want to keep you on the drugs. It's like, I don't need these drugs. I just need somebody to help me with my homework. Yeah. That's all I need. Somebody help me with my homework. That's what they kept on saying it. They kept on saying it. And this lady was kept on trying to shove drugs down them. They even said they want to give me some drugs. But I told the social worker, I'm allergic to drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. If I have a mental problem, I'd rather just sit and talk to somebody and talk to somebody and talk to somebody. I'm allergic to drugs. 
Now here I am, 30 years later, you know, I ain't on drugs. What drug? I'm like, I smoke weed. <laughs> and I do drink alcohol. That's my drug of choice. But when I turn 70, I'm doing drugs, girl. I'm doing all the shit. When I turn 70, that's the future conversation. I'm going to be high them up at 70. That's when it makes sense to be high as fuck. I mean, my knees going to be bad, my elbows. I ain't going to like what I see in the mirror that much. So I'm going to get high. I'm going to be high as hell in my estate, walking around butt naked. I'm like, Tiffany Haddish out in the street, butt naked. Ah, oh, yeah, she old. She an old lady. She old. Don't pay her no attention. That's that old people stuff. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm getting up at 70. <laughs> All right. This has been like the most fun time I've ever had on this podcast. I've never laughed so hard. I love hanging out with you. <laughs> I love hanging out with you too. So we've been friends for so many years now. Do you remember the first time that we met? I remember the first time I ever met you. This was uh, back in early 2000s. And, um, I was trying to get into your section I couldn't get into the section, but you were super sweet. I had started a big old uh, dance circle. We was at, I want to say Coconut Teasers. Remember Coconut yeah. Teasers? I want to <laughs> say it's Coconut Teasers. And I had started a big old dance circle, and I was dancing in the middle circle, and you had came over. You was like, yeah, girl, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> was dancing. And then I would see you here and there at different events and stuff, but I never bothered you. And then Harper's Bazaar uh, party I was there. You were there. I think I was wearing white. I think you were wearing like an off-white or something like that. Or maybe it was, you was wearing a cute dress. I just remember it was a cute ass dress. Honey, I'm always in a cute dress. Facts. (laughs) Facts. Facts. You are always in a cute dress. And we were having a good time. And you were like, I love you. I love, and you make me laugh so hard. And I feel like that was the first time we really connected. And I was like, I love you. You are so smart. And I wanted to fangirl out and be like I got all your perfume I got all your makeup I got all your stuff but I don't want to like be too much of a groupie I would have loved that I I was shy to talk to you I was like oh my god I love her she's amazing and I didn't want to be like a fangirl and I would have and now I know that you would have loved that but I didn't like I didn't want to be the annoying like fan and I wanted to be like your best friend but I was like I'm gonna be chill I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna be like aggressive with her but I was like and I know I had said something to the fact you was like oh I like your shoes you wearing tennis shoes I like it. it goes with the dress and everything I was like yeah Greg I put these tennis shoes on my feet hurt I can't be having my feet all messed up out here and he was like that is so smart that's so smart and I was like no you're so smart and and then we were like laughing and uh, my stylist had came up and you started talking to him and then we were walking away and I was just like we gonna be friends and he was like yeah girl and I was like oh she think I'm playing (laughs) and we've been friends no Mm -hmm. I love you I love you you me too I could literally sit and talk with you all day and night because you are just literally the most entertaining sweetest kindest I had no idea about so many things you just told me I'm like in awe of you you're so strong you're so incredible you're such a beautiful person and you have such a big heart and like i love you so much i love you so much thank you for inviting me and i can't wait to get in your cryotherapy chamber yes (laughs) we have to do that after this all right guys i hope you enjoyed well i know you did and we will see you for the next episode which will be about the present Sliving. Thanks for listening to I Am Paris. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at I Am Paris Podcast. Email us at Paris at iHeartRadio.com. Be hot and subscribe now. Loves it. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. 
Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs in schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.